Good evening and welcome to Going Mental with Yolanda. If you're interested in hearing about the daily struggles with depression and being a mom or a parent, you've come to the right place. So stay tuned. As a kid, I didn't really understand why I felt sad or scared. My father dealt with depression. He had bipolar disorder and schizophrenia his entire life. So this triggered my anxiety and PTSD, but I didn't understand that fully until I got older. I came from a big family. I have three brothers and one sister. I'm the middle child. My dad lived in the household, but he wasn't there emotionally, if that makes sense. My mom was always working because my dad became disabled in his 30s. She was pretty much forced into being the main breadwinner to make ends meet, so we didn't have a lot growing up. But she somehow gave us a decent Christmas, and we always had a hot meal on the table. Now the first memory I have um, that I feel triggered my anxiety was when I was only four, four years old. My mom picked me up from preschool and I remember us coming home, coming home and my dad was sitting on the stairwell with a gun to his head. As a child, you really cannot comprehend why this is happening. I just remember my mom screaming and telling him to put the gun down. He just sat there and ignored her. I don't know if the gun was loaded, but I mean, I was a kid, so this didn't really cross my mind. My mom always made sure we ate dinner together at the kitchen table. This was always the worst time for me. It was like we were stepping on eggshells. It was always quiet. I was always just there. We would sit down to eat. Uh, when all of a sudden he would just grab his dinner plate and either throw it at my mom or against the wall. I was always the first one out of the room. I would immediately run to my room and my siblings always followed. I remember feeling terrified and my older sister would hold me to try and calm me down. My dad would break everything in the home and when my mom would attempt to call the police he would grab the phone from her hands and throw it against the wall. When things would quiet down, my, my brothers and sister and I would come downstairs to a living room full of broken furniture, and my mother would always be crying. To make things worse, my dad would make us clean up the mess he just made. This scene happened, it feels like, every day up until I was in my 30s. Just imagine being a kid, teenager, you're in your 20s, now I'm 32, and it just was never ending. My poor mother, who could barely make ends meet, would have to go to furniture stores to get new furniture because my dad would destroy everything. I was terrified of my dad. As soon as he would raise his voice, I was out of the room, my heart pounding all the time. I didn't understand what he was dealing with because I was just a kid. I just saw him as a terrifying person. I never spoke to him, never held a conversation with him. I just didn't care to be around him. So I spent a lot of my time in my room or if he allowed us to, outside with friends. 
I was really quiet as a kid. My elementary school teachers would call my mom because they were worried that I wasn't speaking in class. They wondered if anything was going on at home. I really don't think my mom ever, ever reported it though. Now that I am in my 30s, I have anger towards my mother because I feel she could have prevented a lot of what happened. But she always has gives us the same reason. She just wanted us to grow up with the dad. But in reality, did we ever grow up with the dad? I'm not saying my father was a bad dad. He did have his moments where he was he would take us out on trips, mainly Knott's Berry Farm. It was an amusement park. Um, we had a lot of neighborhood friends, and as we got older, he enjoyed having conversations with them. He was a funny guy when he wasn't having bad days. Our friends loved him, and they were always over, and somehow, you know, he was always the, the person to clown around with. What I found off was how my grandma treated him, his mom. For years, she didn't speak to my dad. And to this day, I really don't know why. It wasn't until maybe 1993, 1994, um, is when my dad's side of the family began coming around. And we were able to hang out with our cousins. But my grandma was always mean, and that memory pretty much stayed with me of her until her passing in 2006. She did a lot of bad, and she had a huge influence on why my dad was having mental issues. She had a grasp on my father, and it affected our lives at home. When I was 17, we moved. We were all older now, so when my dad would get in his moods, my brothers would stop him. They were not afraid anymore, but somehow I still was. I was 17 and still hiding in my room. My dad attempted suicide again when I was 19. He grabbed the kitchen knife and attempted to stab himself in the stomach. Luckily, my older brother was there, and in between him and my younger brother, they grabbed him and tackled him to the ground. The police were called, and he was taken 5150 and under suicide watch for 72 hours in the facility. When he would come home, it was like it never happened, and it was never spoken of again. My dad has diabetes and it spiraled out of control in 2012, so unfortunately his right leg was amputated below the knee. He couldn't drive anymore. He was independent and he wasn't independent anymore, so again his depression worsened. When he was recovering at home after surgery, he seemed like he was doing okay. He asked me to serve him a cup of coffee one day, so I did. I handed him the coffee mug and walked away. Maybe less than five minutes later, he threw the mug against the wall and began yelling. He got into, he got into it with my sister-in-law and he attempted to hit her. The uh, police was called, another 5150. When the ambulance arrived, he refused to go. He began cussing at them and attempted to hit them. So, of course, you know, to keep themselves safe, they asked for backup. When the sheriffs arrived... Um, he began yelling at them and telling them to shoot him. He pretty much repeated this over and over to the point where I felt like they were going to shoot and kill him. Um, and this all happened inside the home. 
so finally because he was refusing and he was pretty much talking shit to them. Um, they grabbed him forcefully and strapped him onto the gurney. It was pretty fucking sad. I mean, it's sad to see anybody like that, but I mean, to have to see your parents like that, I couldn't watch it. I had to walk away. And I just sat down in the other room and just waited for him to be taken away. But then again, you know, because of the crappy system we have, he was only in suicide watch for another 72 hours, came home, and again, it was like as if it never happened. And this seems to be, it seemed to be like an ongoing thing. It just repeated itself and nothing was ever done. Nothing. Until last year, December. So last year in December, um, my dad, he started having hallucinations he because of his schizophrenia and then he's in the early stages of dementia now um began seeing things and he began you know accusing my mom of sleeping with men while he's sleeping um and he would describe this bald man all the time to the point where it was getting kind of scary um and to make things worse he started accusing me and my boyfriend of these things as if we were the ones bringing this man through our window so that he can sleep with my mother. You know, my, my dad couldn't walk. I mean, he never really attempted to get help so that he can walk on his um, prosthetic. So he was in a wheelchair 24-7 because he chose to. Um, but he made my mom's life very difficult. Um, she couldn't go anywhere without him yelling at her. Um, he would watch her. Everything, every move she made, he would just watch her, follow her around the home. And, you know, she was tired of it because, I mean, she's dealt with it for 30 plus years since we were kids. So she just couldn't do it anymore. And, you know, she's up in age. So, unfortunately, last year in December... Because my dad refused to get help for himself, and he only saw us as bad people and us not wanting to help him, when in reality, all we really wanted was for him to get the proper medical help that he needed. We had to put a restraining order against him. Um, he was removed from the home, and he was put in a home where they were, he was going to get 24-hour care. And as of right now, I haven't seen my dad um, since December. And last I heard, he was um, living with family out of state. I mean, it hurts. It hurts a lot, you know. I mean, you have your your father... You know, you've gone through a lot because of him. I mean, now that I'm older, I understand why he acted this way when we were kids. It's not his fault. I don't hate him. 
But I mean, for it to come down to us having to do this for him, in order for him to get the proper help he needed, really hurts. So because of my dad's depression and all the issues he was dealing with when we were kids, I mean, I grew up pretty much into having PTSD now and being scared and I seriously like to this day I'm 32 years old if I hear people arguing or if I hear people yelling even if it's people I don't know I immediately get scared and for me that's really fucking sad but you know I don't hate my dad I understand now what he was going through and how hard it must have been to have to live every day fully in the way he was because honestly I'm feeling it now so I feel for him but just remember you know if you guys know anybody or if you yourselves are feeling depressed or have any kind of mental um illness just talk about it it's the best therapy <laughs>